Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This world used to be like your world. In fact, it was your world until a couple of hundred years ago. Sorry about that. Some similarities, but mostly differences. The land, the technology, the people, the politics, the language, the eldritch plants. <laughs> the people of our tale are attempting to survive in a world where mystical plants have taken over, where eldritch bargains twist the fabric of reality, where each has a goal beyond just surviving. But when the elders come to mortal dwellings, it distorts the mind with its inability to be perceived. So, can they trust their senses or must they learn to trust each other? I guess you're about to find out. This is The Sprouting. Chapter 1, The Meeting of Souls, Part 1 The year is 80 after sprouting, or 2100 if you prefer. In the vine-strangled graveyard of humanity's scarification of the world, we find few survivors, some banding together for safety and comfort, others braving the unpredictable wilds alone. I start this story within a region known locally as the Cradle. Generally speaking, the vast Alps to the north and west, the ocean to the east and the dangerous mountains, hills and crevasses to the south have managed to isolate this expanse of land. Small vestiges of civilization are dotted around, providing small havens for the living. One type of haven is the difficult-to-get-into burrows. Small bunkers, dwellings, underground shelters that were created before the sprouting to protect the important people, items and knowledge of humanity before its downfall. And it is in pursuit of one such burrow that our story really begins, with the meeting of four souls. We find ourselves at a gas station. It's broken, decrepit. There was no roof to start with, but all the fuel pumps are broken or covered in vines or plants or just simply removed. Nobody knows how, nobody knows why, but that's not relevant right now. Inside the gas station itself, part of the roof has collapsed and it's not doing too well, but it does provide shelter for a young man. This young man wakes and stretches and looks out the window. Amongst all the rubble and ruin, the rusted cars and the pieces of concrete that are broken, he sees an older man. Aethel, who are you and what do you look like? Hello, my name is Aethel and I'm going to be playing Sully. Um, so, uh, Sully's standing there in the middle of the road, looking kind of unkempt, uh, because it's been a while since he's had a safe place to stay. He stands kind of average height, but, uh, you can tell by just looking at him that he is quite old and that he's been, like, his skin has taken on that kind of orange leathery look that, like, farmers get in their old age. But, uh, he still carries himself with just, like, a, a hint of discipline, I'd say. 
He's wearing a brown leather jacket uh, that is a little bit patched, like there's clearly been holes, but uh, the patches are the same color, and so it's just kind of keeping the color palette of brown. It doesn't have, like, bright colors in there. And, yeah, he's just wearing normal cargo pants under that. He's wearing some, like, thick... Wear, like He's wearing some, like, real hiking boots, uh, and he's got, a like, a big traveling backpack that's just stuffed to the brim. But there's no, like, jingling, like, things aren't hanging off, and if the things are hanging off, they're, like, kind of tied to the back. Uh, and it's, like, clear he's got, like, an order to his <laughs> backpack. Yeah, um, I'm... Make me a listen check for me, please. Oh, no, I'm bad at listen. Why am I bad at listen? <laughs> All right, uh, that's a 37 on a 20 roll, so fail. Okay. You... You arrived maybe an hour or so ago. You actually found the young man who's now looking at you. Um, you found him asleep, surrounded by some gear. You had a rifle with him. But young kids, probably not worth interfering with, and you might as well just get on with what you need to be here for. Scanning and looking around, um, you see that there is... You can see that kind of you're on a hill, sort of. Um, and you can see that as you look down the hill, there is this very large still lake ahead of you. It's not rippling it's not moving it's not affected um it's a quite clear day that kind of like really cold spring day where kind of nothing is moving it's kind of cold but if you're in the right part of of the sun mm, it's it's just kind of kind of warm it's it's an okay day looking off to the side of the still lake that is ahead of you you can see there is kind of this large like cliff face this kind of large mountain off to one side it's a little far off and you can see that there are trees all around Everything is genuinely calm and peaceful. As you kind of look around, you don't really hear anything. You don't hear the guy who is in the gas station moving around. You, you didn't pick that up. Maybe old ears, maybe you're distracted by sometimes the genuine beauty that can be this world. As you are looking around and you look up, you see what looks like this very small electrical device that seems to be like flying in the air. There's like, as you look at it, you can almost make out the sound of the humming, but maybe that's just imaginations, associations. You've seen drones here and there before, but not many. You see that it flies high and travels off, circles round and heads off in a different direction. We're going to stick with the drone. As the drone flies back to where it came from, it's slowly descends on a road not too far from where the gas station is and it lands very close to Neil, do you want to tell us who you are and what you look like? I'm Ralph in contrast to your very weathered complexion he does not have a very weathered complexion <laughs> he has <laughs> a very sheltered skin look, vaguely tanned but not to the extreme He's got a bit of a husky build. He's wearing like a tarp type thing, uh, a like poncho that looks like um, it's made out of a various outdoor tarp materials and stuff. Like if you've seen the episode of Taskmaster where they have to make something out of the umbrella and they rip the, it's the inside out of the umbrella and just use the umbrella over their head. It's like a tarp. <laughs> it's kind of that vibe going on. It's open in the front. Um, you can... It's it's pretty much on display. He's got a um, pistol 
on his chest on a harness. Um, he's got a machete on his back behind his backpack, which holds his drone. He has a uh, short auburn hair that's kind of stuck up, uh, partially due to the VR headset that's currently on his eyes. But it, when he pulls it up, it kind of sticks his hair up a little bit. And so it kind of naturally always is lifted. Oh, I love that. I love um, that. Yeah. The VR headset in this <laughs> Very world, relatable. Are kind of, they're kind of more akin to um, like goggles for snow stuff than mm-hmm. a bulky VR headsets that we know today. So if you imagine like a, a, a snow goggles lifted up, that's kind of what it looks like most of the time. And uh, on his wrist, there is a connected to all this connected to the backpack is a um, small little wrist device that looks to be some kind of computer interface um, on his left wrist. Behind that are a couple strange tattoo-looking things. The drone, which I believe you have called OT? Yes. It has it has um, feathers tucked underneath the solar panels. It's kind of decorated a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Along with the birds aren't real sticker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It also has, uh, for the astute among you, it also has um, Appleson like stamps under its (laughs) underside, um, which in this world is a very well-known electronics company, at least before the sprouting. The drone kind of hovers nearby and catches up with you. You can actually see the gas station um, a little bit further along the road um, between some rusted out cars and you think you make out the shape of a, of a gentleman um, sort of in that clearing area. Um, the drone kind of hovers next to you and Oti says, The lake is ahead. There is a road that leads to a chain link fence with a small building. Perhaps 30 mates from the gas station. The old man is waiting at the gas station. Are you sure we can trust him? Um, he shrugs, and how does he grab his, how does he gather his drone? What does it look like? Does it just, like, plop into his hands? Yeah, it can, like, very easily, like, it's not a massive drone. It is, like, quite small. Um, It could very easily just, like, hook to your backpack when it's not in flight. Yeah, he does that. And uh, snaps it to his backpack. It kind of magnetizes to it. Um, and that's what yeah. charges the battery that's in the backpack as well. So it's all kind of one unit yeah. and it's meant to be in. was probably sold as such. Yeah. Um, you would know that like when you put OT away after shrugging, that OT doesn't really say anything when um, it's not. Um, when you're surrounded by other people, OT doesn't tend to be actively speaking around okay. folks. So just... It's a hey, let's steal this cool new device. No, let's not. Let's not do that. Um, so it's just stuck on your back for now. Um, yeah, you're probably like three or four minutes away. Um, and as you continue walking down the road, yeah, you see the kind of older gentleman. Could you roll a spot hidden for me, please, um, Ralph? I'm gonna see you. Sixty-five versus fifty. So that's a nope. Cool. Yeah, you see a slightly older man ahead of you. (laughs) (laughs) You too do not spot the young man who's looking out the window as you approach. (laughs) We suck. You suck. Uh, Yeah, I think as soon as um, Sully spots uh, Ralph. um, Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. I do believe 
you agreed to this, V. Uh, Sully has two guns on him. Uh, <laughs> one. Uh, Sorry. I genuinely forgot to mention my weapons. When you said your pistol, I, I was like, I do think oh. you agreed, V. I have five guns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, so, like, kind of tucked away, like, in, uh, like, Attached to his backpack is a rifle, but more like ready to be grabbed is a shotgun that he has kind of slung across his shoulders. Uh, so yeah, uh, if, once Sully like makes eye contact with you, he just waves a little bit, and you see he's like kind of stiffens up. Uh, and if you've had any human experience, you know this is a sign of like, all right, uh, do yourself. <laughs> like he, he's quite nervous or like unsure of the interaction about to come. Yeah. Um Ralph's a bit a bit the same. He always has his like gun very visible in his open jacket, but his his hand is nowhere near it at the moment. Uh he just kind of waves. How are you, pal? Ah. What's your name? Hey, uh I'm Sully. I'm assuming you're Ralph. You are who I was looking for then. It's you are Ralph, right? You're not somebody looking for me, are you? We've worked before uh, on a couple things, eh? But I, I think we were uh, doing kind of distance things, eh? Yeah, uh, this is... It's actually very nice. It's very nice to put a face to the name. Uh, you can see that right. uh, Sully clearly like is relaxing, knowing that you are who he was expecting. <laughs> yeah, uh, he... he- and- he lightens up a bit and walks closer and reaches out a hand for a handshake. Hmm. Sully gives you a firm handshake. Like, definitely maybe on the harder side. Uh, but he, like, he, 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 he has a friendly demeanor to him, even if he does that. Could I get you both to please roll a listen check? <sighs> Give me a spot hidden. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're not looking. You're listening. For the record, how do we read out our roles in this? To be like good for listening, hmm. um, you could like uh, you could just say fail, like okay. oh I didn't roll uh, low enough, or you could do like oh yeah I needed a forty two and I got like a fifty six so I failed, or like hey this is success or critical success. Like I think the first time you read your stat, it might be nice for people to hear what your stat is, but I think okay. a mix and match is fine so long as I'll it's, try to use uh, numbers for a while then. Yeah, I think so long as you uh, definitely use a success or fail or critical success, so long as the qualifier word is there, that's fine. Oh, man. Are you better those two? So I needed to roll <laughs> under 20, and I rolled a 74. So. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same here. I was, I failed. Yeah, I've got my AirPods in. <laughs> Copyright. Oh. I've got. <laughs> You got Apple Steam pods. <laughs> Apple yeah, Apple Steam pods. pods. Yeah, yeah. Any electrical device. If we're not sure, it belongs to Apple Sin. Um, okay, I'm going to freeze you two right there because you don't hear any of the lead up to the big thing that's about to happen. Spoilers. And then a bear mauls you. Um Further up the hill, away from this gas station experience that is happening. There are two people who are moving at speed. They are dodging through the trees. They are weaving their way through rusted old wrecks of cars and bikes. One of them is an older gentleman 
who looks to be wearing some sort of cowboy hat and a long leather jacket. He definitely looks old. He's not young, but he's moving as if he's a very young spry man. Travelling next to this older gentleman, trying to get away from whatever it is they're getting away from. Kesir, do you want to describe what your name is and who you are? Uh, the, the name of my character is Lark, and they are an uh, early to mid-teenage kid with bronze tan skin, short dark hair, uh, with no apparent gender and Asian facial features. They are of medium height and lanky looking and uh, thin as if from minimal malnourishment, just enough to keep them going. They are wearing an oversized off-white shirt smeared in stains and smudges and tattered at the end, and over that a large jacket, kept open at the front. They are wearing pants that look equally as tattered and stained, assumably the length of, uh, this, assumably the length of the pants is much too long and the ends of the pa- uh, are tucked into an old pair of sh- uh, sturdy boots, which don't seem to fit them very well. They are a little bit mismatched. On their back, they are wearing a wicker basket that is almost the height of the torso, with uh, with a with a top closed with cloth. Um, the older gentleman you know to be someone that you've known for a very long time, actually. Um, you know this gentleman's name is Roland. Um, and currently, as you are both kind of like dodging and making your way down through these wrecks of cars and through the forest, um, you kind of like look down the hill and you can see that on the right-hand side there is this, you would know it to be a gas station. People have told you what that is, but you may not necessarily know what that is. You just know that that's what it's called. And dead ahead of you, you can see this very large still lake Um And you think maybe in your running down that you can maybe spot that there are two people, but there's some distance off. Um, As you're kind of like running down, you hear the very telltale signs of creatures that are following you, plants that you are very well aware of as you hear this tick, 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 as you also hear the slithering of roots and branches across the ground. Roland turns to you. Um, as you're running, and he says... All right, I have a plan. What's the plan? You, you keep going. There's people down there at the gas station, and I think I recognize one of them. Just tell them, just tell them you know Roland. Ah, there's one. And he he points at this kind of much more shiny, small-looking vehicle um, that has, like, two wheels, um, has, like, a very big, like... Um, handlebar and he runs towards it and he says I'm going to take this and draw as many of them as I can away from you hopefully they'll follow me and not you I'll meet up with you in the dreamscape or fate will mean we meet up again just go where safety is if that man is who I think it is you'll be fine Uh, Luck doesn't say anything just nods and uh, looks forward towards the people and uh, like keeps running and like uh, keeps a listen back to hear if Roland manages to get the the the, the thing. If there's another noise coming from the back, um, they will look <laughs> behind uh, to see if they are fo- if the, the 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 things are following him. Um, yeah, like uh, like you've probably run like 
10, 15 seconds when you hear as you hear this like whatever engine it is beginning to kick into gear and you hear it like begin to shoot away and you begin to hear him shouting um, definitely trying to get as much attention as he can like he's hitting whatever cars he's passing literally making as much noise as he can which if you are someone who is vague listen skilled you probably would have heard but alas um, <laughs> only some people are gifted in certain listen skills um, and you begin to pelt your way down towards where this kind of gas station is um, and you can see these two people are kind of a little bit ahead of you that they are kind of like reaching out and, and shaking hands um, or at least they're about to um, and as you run down I'd like you to make a spot hidden check please um, yep hang on please for the love God. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a success Yep, success. Fantastic. Um, as you become like running down, um, you hear like most of the ticking begin to fade. But as you kind of like get towards the edge of where this gas station is, where this kind of building that has mostly collapsed is, um, you hear the ticking like off to the right hand side in in the tree line, and you spot this person. You spot their face at the window. You see them lift a rifle in the direction of where you're running, and all three of you hear this massive loud gunshot for the two of you who are shaking hands you hear it from behind you Lark you see this kind of flash in the window as it shatters and breaks and you hear this kind of like noise coming as you look back and you see that this hollow crest this large red like bulbous looking plant that's running on many many like roots and vines as it runs towards you you see this explosion you see a big portion of its middle section just blow out and you see it be kind of a scuttle backwards into the forest itself and you lose it from sight what do the three of you want to do well i'm assuming as soon as the explosion goes off um <laughs> sully they hear is nothing. Like, <laughs> sully is within a half a second he has this shotgun in his hand it's braced against his shoulder and he's aiming it at wherever the sound came from like uh, it's coming from like the other side of the uh, the gas station, um, and you see this like yeah, you see this young uh, Filipino Asian person just running down the road in your general direction. <laughs> All right, um, you say young. How young are we talking? Probably mid teenager. Yeah, oh, early to mid teenagers. Yeah, I think uh, Sully's just training a sh- uh, shotgun like straight at the the, the person at me. <laughs> yeah, straight at you. <laughs> You're a giant loud bang, and uh, and then you're running at him like got his gun up, and he's just aiming it at you, just staring at you, seeing what you're gonna do next. Oh, they're they're running, and they're like um, they're they're looking behind them because they also just heard the explosion. And they look back <laughs> forwards to see the, the gun aimed at them. And they're, they're just jumping behind whatever the fuck they can find, like on like in front like some kind of obstacle that can can hide like, them. Like a gas pump or something. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, like a, yeah, you can like a gas pump or like a broken piece of like uh, cement that was making up like the foundations of like cracked, broken yeah. up. Like yeah, there's definitely many places that you could be like, Oh god, shotgun, jump. Yeah. Um, like you there's they're definitely like places for that to you to hide. Yeah, because they they um they don't know if what happened behind them just hit the 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 crest, so they're trying to like gain their bearings and like make sure like okay, shotgun avoided. Mm-hmm. What's happening behind <laughs> me? <laughs> yeah, I think I think you jump to cover and like you, like I'm, I'm assuming like blood rushing to your ears, your heart thumping, mm-hmm. and like instantly yeah. you just hear a shout: "Identify yourself!" Uh they they continue like they they look behind like um in the direction of where the crests were just to make sure that there's no crest because bigger danger yeah um 
you look back and you see that the crest definitely has like a, a big hole in it and it is like scuttling off into the forest. It's like, oh, nope, uh, and like eating itself back through the forest. Um, you see other plants um, that it's heading towards and you hear the ticking like really, really loudly, um, but it's definitely scuttling away and some of the other plants like literally move out of its way and then form back into like whatever bushy mess they once were. Um Looking back, you also notice, and uh, Ralph and Sally also would notice if you're kind of looking in any sort of general direction, um, you see a young man um, appear from behind the building and head in like your general direction, having seen um, someone just run past them and knowing that uh, at least someone is, uh, some other people are there. You see that they have um, a rifle and hear the as they uh, chamber another round. Um, but they don't have it aimed up at you. They have it like pointed at the ground. Um, they just like walk around the corner. Oh boy. Uh, do I hear the... Like was about, about to come out, but now there's two people with guns <laughs> from two different directions. Um, Sully had seen the, the person in the uh, station previously. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. This, is, this is them. Um, yeah, 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 you definitely recognize them. Like the the gun that they had like next to them is what they have in their hands. They're wearing exactly the same stuff. Um, it's like this really like loose shirt and like uh, they're kind of like wearing sleeping um, underwear. Like they don't have any trousers on. They don't have any shoes on, um, anything like that. They literally just had woken up, wandered around, saw someone was in trouble and fired a bullet um, and then like came around the edge when you yelled at someone to identify themselves. Um, but yeah, they have the gun pointed at the ground. They're not like... They're not hostile in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, uh, Lark is gonna peek out, uh, like, and, and and make a point of like looking around back and forth to to make sure that there's no like they're not gonna catch a bullet anytime soon, and they're gonna <laughs> um, put up the hands, uh, like, make sure that um, the people around the corner with a with a, a trained guns so are gonna see them. <laughs> uh. Yeah, um, once Sully sees that like people are de-escalating, he's more than happy to like lower the shotgun. But uh, he's seen this tactic before. Somebody seemingly innocent runs at them asking for help, and yeah, then you get <laughs> then the guns just start flying. Uh, so um, he's yeah. happy to de-escalate at least for now. Yeah, you can see that he like flicks the safety on and kind of like puts the gun like he tries to like put it in in like a holder on his back, but like he's not wearing anything of any real value. Oh. <laughs> realizes he's in his underwear uh, kind of like puts the gun back and just holds it awkwardly at his side and he says um, it's okay friend name's Aster you? I'm Sully um, was that you who shot the gun earlier? he nods yeah one of them anyway ticky boys that was following your friend you right, kiddo? uh they nod. Good. They're they're visu- visibly a little bit like uh, still processing everything. <laughs> yeah. Sully looks over to Ralph. Uh, I'm genuinely curious. Did Ralph draw his gun during this? Yeah, he's just now coming from behind the gas station where he initially ran to. <laughs> he's got his machete <laughs> in his right hand and his pistol in his left hand. All right, Ralph. I need you to make a spot hidden for me, please. Ooh. This is going to be a hard check. So it's not just a normal success you need. You need a hard success. Oh, V. That's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. Why not? Do it, Neil. I My believe rules. in you. <laughs> I couldn't have done worse. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. I rolled a Ooh. 99. <laughs> That's. So you see, the like, the young person who's, like, hiding, um, like, behind, like, let's say a gas pump. Um, you can see them hiding behind the gas pump and just kind of, like, hands vaguely up, just processing what's going on. You see that Sully is kind of, like, de-escalating where he's aiming his gun. It's no longer, like, upped and ready to shoot. You can see that it's kind of aiming it down. You can see that he's, you can hear that he's talking and you can see that Lark is nodding in response to something. But you, looking in the area where they're looking, it's kind of a blur. You can't really see a person. It's like a heat haze. It's just... You're having real troubles realizing that somebody is there. You can tell there's something weird, but you can't see them right now. Okay, he's just taking it slow and trying to figure out what's going on. He's still trying to figure out what was shot, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but guns are being put away. So yep. there's a bit you of see confusion. Sally's like, yeah. He looks confused. And I think uh, at that point, um, Sully like spots where you ran off to and he's like, I think it's okay. Uh, and yeah, Sully like, I think he still has the gun kind of in his hand, but he's like pointing it at the ground when he starts walking, meaning like it's just in yeah. one hand kind of thing. Uh, and he's going to move towards Lark. Did you identify yourself earlier with name? No. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just going to move up to the gas pump and kind of lean on it like, you Okay. Uh, Lark nods and then says do you Roland do you know him Sully uh, uh, <laughs> looks up to the other guy and then back down to you are you asking if I know a man by the name Roland they nod yes I know Roland how do you know him I was up there with him he created a distraction he said, he told me to run down here. He said he knew one of you. Okay. And? Uh, I'm going to go put some trousers on. And he just kind of like turns and like awkwardly <laughs> makes his way Is that why back I into. Um, he was censored. You can't. But you, you <laughs> definitely know that there's something going on. You see, yeah, you see like a bird censored version. Um, and you see, you see the door open. And you see it close again, but you, you're really struggling right now to see him. Like, you're aware that someone's going on and, like, you hear a little bit of a muffle, like a, like someone's talking on the other end of the house. You hear, like, um, but you, you can't focus on it right now. Okay. Uh, Sully's going to shoulder his shotgun. Uh, sorry, did you want to do something more, Neil? No, I'm, I'm just still holding my weapons and I'm okay. taking it easy still. I'm really confused. If it, yeah, if there's ghosts. Yeah, if I also weren't a coward, I would storm in this building and interrogate this blur band. But I, I don't. <laughs> I, I'm a coward. I'm scared of it. So, Take off your yeah. Google lenses. They're censoring naked people. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, Sully's gonna shoulder a shotgun and he's gonna lean down. Roland's up in the hills. Yeah, we took. Um, we were running from the the crests. And Does Sully know what a yeah. crest is? 
Okay, yeah. you, you would know that a hollow's crest um, is this kind of like really big red, like bulbous thing that's like six feet whole, uh, high, and you know that it kind of like often like hides in in like corners or in um, uh, or amongst like kind of like these these trees that have like these silver and dark bark because it kind of blends in a little bit with these on occasions. Um, birch trees. and you know that it. Birch trees, thank you. Um, silver birch trees. And you know that it kind of like crawls itself uh, across the ground using its roots. And you know that it basically makes this weird little ticking noise. Um, there's like a little stem inside that kind of rattles uh, against the inside of it. Um, and it's just known for just eating people. It has these kind of like sharp pointy teeth. Um, they can be easy to hear if they're ticking and they're on the hunt. Um, but if they're being an ambush predator and they're amongst the trees, you're kind of fucked. Um, so, yeah. Uh, pack animal? Not as far as you know okay yeah, then it's yeah it's literally like oh I, uh, a coyote was hunting me it's like okay there's more coyotes around but like yeah <laughs> a crest was hunting me it's like okay cool um yeah then roll uh yeah sorry sorry i, I cut you off Kessit. you were saying uh, uh a crest was following i forgot me. where i was either um <laughs> he said he was going to create a distraction he took one of and I'm going to assume that at uh, at the gas station, there's more of the uh, motorcycle thingies. Like yeah, yeah. Old Let's ones say laying there's around. one that's, um, yeah, it's rusted to fuck. Yeah. Uh, the gas tank is kind of like open. One of the handlebars are broken. But yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Luck points at one of them and he, uh, and they say uh, he, he took one of those and um, moved it. And it made a lot of noise. Yes. Uh, yes. Roland has... An operational motorcycle. I don't know how he does it, but I think there may be... I think it's not exactly mechanical experience. I think there's more to it. But that's uh, beside the point. Like just has get, gets at a thousand yards there and has no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> that's called a motorcycle. Oh, motorcycle. Okay. Like motorboat. Very similar. Uh... Actually, almost exactly the same. Except one is on two wheels and the other one's in the bo- water. You've seen motorboats? I'm going to assume I have. I, I 100% just you've seen yeah, a motorboat, yeah. I, I, I just remember boats, but I don't remember if it was a rowboat or a motorboat. Uh, you, probably yeah. um, with your, your history, you would have known both, for sure. Uh, okay, yeah. Yes. I, I, I know motorboats. You can see Sully's like scrunching his face a little bit, uh, thinking to himself, like, no motorboats, never heard of a motorcycle. I know. <laughs> very, very specific. <laughs> okay. Um, at that point, um, the, the door to the, um, uh, the gas station opens once again. Um, and I would like Ralph to take another spot hidden or a listen check. It's your choice. Spot hidden. Go for it. You don't need a hard this time. You're very aware that there is something there. It's a 53, B. <laughs> no, a 53. Or whatever the fuck. <sighs> yeah. But Neil, already, would you like to use already, luck? Yeah. Already. How do so I do that? So you can use your luck to turn a failure into a success. So you would only need to use three. So for each luck point you use, you low, lower your roll by one. And... To make a skill check, you have to hit your number. You don't have to go underneath it. Yeah. 
It is, however, up to you, Ralph. So uh, Ralph, remove... God damn it, piece of shit. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> remove... Please cut that. <laughs> remove three points from luck. Yep, and then you can turn your spot-hidden failure into a success. Okay, I'm going to do that. Okay, um, now that you have succeeded on your spot-hidden, as the door opens... You kind of look very intently, and it's like having to squint a lot. But suddenly, all of the, all of the blurriness, all of the censoring, all the everything that you've seen suddenly begins to clarify. And you see this youngish man with dark hair. Um, he's wearing what looks like a, a kind of a sports jacket, uh, which he has a lot of movement in. Um, you can tell that he's wearing proper trousers. He's wearing shoes, which. Uh, is only is not even a surprise to you, but to everyone else here now looks dressed. Um, and he has a rifle on his back, and he has a, like a side bag, um, and he appears to be clutching what looks like a small, small piece of card in his hands. Um, and you can't really see what's on it, but he's he's at least holding it. Um, okay. and he comes out and sees all of you. Hmm. Is it normal that that I th- this seems strange that I the the man was blurry v. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Is there something so, odd about about? Yes, okay. uh, you have never experienced this okay. before, um, <laughs> and seeing like a door open on and close on its own, like yeah, it could be the wind, maybe maybe just having a moment. Um, but seeing a man solidify out of this kind of blurriness, it's definitely a little bit of a shock to the system. So I'm going to need you to make a sanity roll, please. Oh, good. Okay, I rolled a sixty-nine. Nice. Versus fifty-five, yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh. so I didn't do Less very nice. good. Nice, but yeah. uh, still a fail. Um, you take three points of sanity damage as you see someone just appear out of nowhere. How much? Three. Jesus. Well, Ralph is just squinting, kind of. He's frozen. He's no longer moving towards everyone. Um, <laughs> still holding his confused look. I'm going to keep watching. (laughs) Everyone okay? Did I say something? I'm assuming you are the one who let off the gunshot earlier. Did you hit the crest? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I blew a big chunk of that thing out. Saw a thing rung into forest and... And he puts a finger to his ear. Yep, I can't hear it. All right. Well, let's hope that you did a fatal shot. Nah, nah, probably not. But I scared it off, at least. Uh, I figure you two know each other. And he points between Ralph and Sully. Um, we've known off each other. Um, what's it to you? Just wondering, uh, uh... Any chance any of the three of you local to this area? Do you know anything about it? Uh, Solly shakes his head. I, I wouldn't consider myself local to here. Is that accurate? Correct. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I figured as much, but when things are kind of, you know, I travel to nearby <laughs> things, and this is almost nearby. Yeah. It's... It's almost nearby, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a solid day and a bit of travel for you. Yeah, I figured I'd ask. Um, yeah, no, he shakes his head. No. Uh, sorry, I didn't catch your name, kid. 
Oh, Lark. Hey, Lark. Do you, uh, <laughs> survive or thrive around here? I, um, had a, um, had a friend. I'll meet up with him again later. All right. Balls. And he kind of, like, looks down at kind of, like, the card that he has. Um, when you say card, what do you mean? Can it be a little bit more descriptive? Um, so I, I think during like your rummagings, and all of you would have seen something roughly like this. It's kind of like we would know it, it's postcard size, um, and it has like this kind of very very faded picture on the front of like um, a picture of a lake and and like a um, like a picnic bench and like someone just like looking overly happy on the front, but it's super super faded. Um, and on the back, it has like um, has like something that looks like it's been handwritten, but you can't really see it very well because he's kind of like moving it and twisting it about on his hands, and it looks like it's been well worn as well. Like it's like it's gone through a lot. Are you looking for a kite? Sort of. I got these instructions to go to a place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gas station. View of the lake. He points at the lake. Yep. Sully, <laughs> points at the gas station. As soon as he says gas station with a view of a lake, like Sully throws his head over his shoulder and looks back. <laughs> uh, road east leading to chain link fence. Points at a road that looks like it's probably heading east. Um, for those of you that would roughly always know where northeast southwest is i.e. look at the sun um where it rises and sets don't look at the sun <laughs> it's bad don't look at the sun without sunglasses folks um, Lark looks directly into the sun road <laughs> <laughs> uh, head in east some sort of mountain over there and well it says mountain complex but obviously i'm not close enough to the mountain to know yet um yeah i was just uh, i've been told there's a safe place at the end of this list of directions that might have what i'm looking for uh, how much does Sully know about the location of the borough that we're looking for? Um, so, um, being that you're looking for a borough and being that Ralph is also looking for a borough uh-huh. and Ralph kind of knows a little bit better where it is, yeah, um, okay. it definitely lines up with what he's saying. Um, neither of you have been there before. In fact, none of the three of you have been there before. Um, you don't exactly know what's in it. Um, you don't know how it's protected or how it's not. No. Some of you have a little inkling of what's going on there, but some of you don't. Um, but yeah, it it sounds like maybe he's headed roughly in the same direction or there is a huge coincidence and there is like another safe place um, sort of within this, within the the kind of area that you are. Uh, I think there's like a yeah. Sully looks over to Ralph. Just like, um, does that sound like the place we're going to? Uh, sh- safe place, eh? That's what he said. You would hope, I think, but uh, by the sound of it, no. They're looking for security help. And considering they've been there for a while and are just now looking for it, I'm kind of wondering why they're reaching out just now, but... Oh, uh, person that gave me this information, the, uh... I got it three or four days ago. Said that these people were just setting up. Maybe there'd be a place for me. Wait. There are people in the borough. Uh, Sully looks like kind of like annoyed at Ralph. <laughs> he's just kind of he squints at you like he's confused at your surprise. <laughs> uh, I did not 
bring a lot to trade. Uh, I did not realize we were meeting with people. I think while you're all having that discussion, like, Lark is just uh, looking for a place to sit and just taking random fruit out of the out of their backpacks and just eating it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Wait, what did you want from, what did you want from this? What were you out to get? I'm, I'm hoping to find things to recover, to, um, like, I would like to take things out of the burrow your, and bring them to the scavenger. people around. <sighs> yes, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm a very... You work with a group? No, not anymore. Um, hmm. I work by myself and I try to help people. That's really it. I didn't realize there were people there. If there are people that live there, I can't scavenge. I have to trade. And then I have to have things to trade for. So I'm a, I'm a little bit blindsided. I'm sorry. Uh, didn't mean to come off. Well, no, you're fine. Uh, ungrateful. What do you, where did you, where did you hear about this place? If, if not from, the, where did you hear about this place? <laughs> Hold on. You got it, Neil. We believe in you. Hey, hey. And where'd you hear about this place? If not from the people inside it. Uh, are you asking uh, so, you, Sully? Uh, Sully? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know there was a burrow here until very recently. I, the information I got was just an un like an unspoiled burrow. I thought we were going to. Discover it, I guess is the word I would look, use. Oh, okay, no. Oh, it, um... Uh, probably not. It sounded like, from the person who gave me the information, that they had only just set up, like, they'd only just arrived. But you're saying that they've been there a while. Pause. Is that the case, V? Do I have that assumption? That's what you were told. Okay, I was just making yeah, sure I, that I I wasn't fucking up. Okay. Uh, since Neil paused, yeah, I'm not crazy. You told me this was a discovery. Like, I assume, okay, okay. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm being gaslit, and I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> We're both being gaslit, yeah. Neil. In very different ways. We're all being That's gaslit funny. here. <laughs> <laughs> Including me, and I knew nothing of the place. Hey. Neil <laughs> luck with the apple. <laughs> They're a teenager. They need food, sustenance. Yep, Neat. I need to keep growing. I need to feed my my lark. I must feast. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, um. Okay. Um. Oh boy. I haven't been there. I just know from rumors and, and communications and such. You know, the usual trade. It's no problem. A new burrow is a ho hopeful new chance to find things that are useful to us. Things that I can bring to the farms to help them grow better. Um, uh, uh, you see, like, the guy kind of, like, has a very, like, visible, like, uh, um, look to his face. He says, yeah, I was told there was some kind of magical stuff in there. Sully crosses his arms. <laughs> so you're looking for fertilizers and magic well just the magic stuff really no you're looking for his points at Sully yeah yeah 
I'm looking for untainted seeds, really. Of course, like, high-quality fertilizer from before the sprouting would be great, but untainted seeds would be the best. And you're going to take the seeds that are safe in the vault, outside of the vault, to try to grow uh, where they can be tainted? Yes. Because inside the vault, they do nobody any good. The skeletons of humans are not going to be thankful for the unspoiled seeds. Hmm. There are sometimes ways of protecting plants. My people used to do that. Yeah, with magic, you say? He uh, roll a psychology for me. Yes, please. <laughs> I was Wait, no, that sounds like you have more than the basic. Ah, right? I already rolled it. <laughs> <laughs> he I, lies. I <laughs> Come on, don't do me like this. All right, all right. That's a 30 on a 65 check. So that's a hard success. Oh, um, yeah. This guy was like 100% into magics. And not only was it him and his people into magics, they were clearly shady magics because he feels obviously very uncomfortable um, thinking about it. Like just the thought of kind of like... Some of the stuff he's done is obviously like he kind of gets a bit of a bead of a sweat. He doesn't look anybody in the eye because his eyes are kind of squinting. Like his shoulders suddenly become quite stiff. Um, like, yeah, he is uncomfortable with the subject um, and he doesn't like whatever he's done in the past. Well, your plants not grow better when they're infected or, you know, as long as you're taking your medicine, right, is you're all fine. He looks at you. Uh, I don't take any medicine, mate. Are you all right? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, uh, Sully's like definitely staring at Ralph. <laughs> that was a very strange <laughs> series of questions. What do you usually eat? Sully's genuinely looks like a little bit like... <laughs> canned beans. I, I eat normal things, everything. I eat all kinds of things. I just cook them and anything that is wrong with it is no longer wrong with it and I eat a bit of everything but I just are you not eating <laughs> he's just asking about the state of the farms he's confused he clearly hasn't been out in a while again yeah 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 like Sully like looks at you thank you thank you for saying that by the way I needed confirmation that you were asking for information <laughs> Yeah, something like. I want to like just... also reinstate. He yeah. doesn't. He, he doesn't look like this is his first day out. He looks, you know, but he's got. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got, got jeans. That. His. Yeah. You're, you're probably in boots. He's got sneakers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a nerd yeah. underneath this tarp. His tarp yeah. is very outdoorsy. <laughs> you, you know what you're doing. He has with. all the equipment yeah. of a weekend warrior, but doesn't spend much time outside. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sully then like goes like. Yeah, there's a whole host of plants out here that are tainted. Do you not scavenge for your own food? You're just taking about food and, like, Lark just eating the <laughs> <laughs> Eating this uncooked apple. <laughs> I'm pointing at the apple eating. Sully <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> looks at the apple, just like, I'm pretty sure that's untainted. Looks fine to me. I, it, look, 
it's just going to be hard to convince the people that have it in the vault that it's going to be better used outside of the vault. There are, you know, they're scavengers too, most likely. They're trying to take what they found and make a living themselves from it. However, they might also recognize that if you don't take it today, it'll be here for the people tomorrow. Do you need it now? Is it the time for that? You're taking something I... from a vault. Look, we don't even know what's there. We don't know who's there or how long they've been there. We've all got conflicting info. And what do you have to trade? Do you have anything to trade them for magic? Me? <laughs> yeah. No, I... Uh, uh, no. I... I've got knowledge and skills that apparently would have lined up with the things that they do. Huh? Oh, there's definitely, like... It's not the truth, <laughs> but, like, Sully takes, like, a like a half a step back. It's just, like, he's, he seems to be readjusting himself, but when he's done, he's, like, moved back a little bit. <laughs> uh, you can see that Asta kind of, like, turns and looks at you, and he says, Look, I, I don't practice that anymore, right? That was That was a long time ago. You do what you have to do to survive. That's what we're all doing out, out here. Yeah. Uh, talking about surviving, uh, Lark, you were running away things. Roland was with you. Um, are you going to be okay? Um, Roland just told me to talk to the two of you because he knew one of you. You... And like, uh, like they pointed you, uh, and uh, that's all. That's all I know. Okay. Uh. All right. Well, here's where I'm at. Sully, it sounds like there's more than just seeds at the vault. That's very unfortunate for all of us. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> I'll help you get your seeds or whatever. But just try to take some untainted seeds back to the vault if you can from whatever grows. Of course, my... Uh, Lark pulls out a few seeds out of their apple and, like, walks up to you and holds it up in, in one Great, hand. Great, there we go. <laughs> now we can go home. You don't even have to go to the vault. You got all you need. Uh, Sully genuinely gives, gives you, like, a... Like a I don't even know what to call this look. The look of, like, fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> like, uh, oh, the... Oh, come the fuck on. Look, there you go. <laughs> I've never traded for magic before, so I don't exactly know how it works, eh? So, just, uh... So you're aware? I might uh, not be able to help so much with the magic trade uh, thing. I That's... I'll, you know, do my best, but... Let's hope... Let's hope that everything is there. Maybe it's one of them really big borrows we keep hearing about, you know? One that has uh, magics and food and seas and technology. I mean, isn't that some of the excitement? That we don't know what's there. I mean, also some of the terrifying fear. that Some of that terrifying fear that we're all being led into a trap somehow. Well, you're uncovering something that's safe without your involvement. And putting it at risk. Maybe. So at least go see them. I have no problem with any of this. Uh... Sully, like, kneels down and takes the apple core, I guess, that uh, Lark gave him. <laughs> and he's like, um... Lark is not that small. 
<laughs> but you said you were sitting down, right? Uh, yeah, but they stood up the moment. Oh, okay, okay. They sorry, were sorry. Giving yeah. you the seats, they they walked over to you. Okay, okay. Sorry. They were sitting a little bit off the side, and then walked up to you when. Catch gotcha, gotcha. Like they were listening to your conversation. I was imagining you were sitting like right by them. Okay, uh, no problem. Uh, yeah, then lost, <laughs> uh, then Sully uh, <laughs> uh, just receives the course, and she's like. Apple cores, like apple trees, would be like fairly common. They're just super slow and not very worth worthwhile. It's basically a long term investment. Yes, uh, these are good uh, to be scattered around, but uh, farmers need something more actionable: uh, corn, potatoes, uh, pine- pineapples. The fuck's a pineapple? Why do I not remember what a pineapple is? Ananas. Ananas. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, not pineapples. Okay, thank you. <laughs> not about to say. Mm, uh, yeah, maybe uh, not. <laughs> they need corn, potatoes, uh, salad heads and stuff like that. Something that grows in a cyclical year cycle that they can work with. But these are good. Uh, Always be sure to throw them somewhere where they might actually get to grow in peace from the taint, from the sprouting. Uh, um... Luck's gonna pull out a tiny little potato out of the bag and hold it up to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like all the potatoes that are around. Yeah, uh, it's not talking to you. It's not a dark <laughs> color. It's definitely a potato. Uh, while it has not been affected heavily, I believe that it is changing, or has been changed a little bit. I believe it's growing slower, or giving us less. Or giving us more of something we don't want. There's something wrong with a lot of the crops. They don't grow like the books say they should grow. I would like to get some untainted seeds to people again. You can see that like Aster is like beginning to walk away, and he stop like turns around, and you can see that he's very carefully lifting his leg over. He's like obviously knows there's cracks in the ground and, and stuff like that, and he's like, being careful to walk over them. And he kind of like points both his fingers towards you, like finger gun styles, like. How about we walk and talk? We're burning daylight here. Fine by me. Um, Lark, uh, do you want to come with us? It sounds like you were running yeah. away from something, and if Roland uh, was helping you, <laughs> Lark points over to uh, probably like some remains of the of the <laughs> crest that, that are still laying yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, as you kind of like walk onto the street a little bit, yeah, yeah, you can look up and see like the obvious kind of like uh, like silver birch and like red bulbousness that kind of like blowing out the back a little bit up the road. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those. If you don't want to be alone, I understand that, and I'm sure Roland has ways to find me again if he saw me. I think so. I can I come with you? Of course. Any friend of Roland is a friend of mine. He seems to say that a little bit bitterly. <laughs> uh oh, there's history here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Um, they they put the, after the comments earlier. We're talking about the potato. They like rub some of the soil of the potato and then put it back in the backpack. <laughs> well, I'll teach you potatoes. They're just not the potatoes our great, great like our ancestors grew up with. Like oh, they no. have these huge potatoes. They call them. Melon potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like as as you like begin to make your way along this road that kind of like heads in an easterly direction, which leads towards that kind of like large mountainous cliff end um, at the end of the the still lake. Um, you're probably 
it probably is like a 20 minute walk. Um, OT probably wasn't too far from accurately gauging how far this was. Um, as you are walking and as you're coming to the end of your walk, I would like the three of you to either make a spot hidden or a listen check. I'm going to ask this question. Do we all yeah. have high spot hidden, low listen? <laughs> no, I have both almost the same. What is that? What numbers do you Pretty have? Pretty good. Bye 60 my. and 65. Okay, yeah. fantastic, fantastic. I just wanted to make sure not all three of us dumped spot hidden. <laughs> uh, dumped listen, I say. All right. I'm going to do spot hidden. Rolled an 85, so that's a Got no. <laughs> 36. Success. We'll say that I have my drone out. I'm, I... <laughs> I've pulled my goggles down and the drone disconnects from the backpack and flies up and he's looking for radio signals and such to guide us somewhere. Okay. That's um, why I don't notice things. <laughs> yeah, that's a really that's a really good like thing. Like you you start traveling on the road and as you send OT up into the air, like they kind of direct you to go down like this kind of like slightly narrower lane that comes off of the main road um, and if it looks like if you continue down the main road there'd be like much bigger buildings coming into view like um, multi-story buildings like offices and old homes and such like and apartment blocks um, but he OT guides you down to one side and you're kind of busy listening to the signals that you are being given and paying attention to that little overhead display of where you should be going that you completely miss what's uh, obviously right in front of Lark um um Sully, you don't spot this really at all um, until it is basically you're in it. Um, but I think that maybe Lark may notice this and, and point this out before. Who knows? It's up to Lark. <sighs> Ahead of you, at the end of this kind of narrow road that twists and turns through the forest, you don't hear anything approaching through the forest. You see, like, bits of Zelata's grace everywhere. They're kind of, like blue vines and purple leaves often denote that there is something weird or magical eldritch happening in the area it's kind of everywhere actually the further you walk the kind of more intense that it becomes you can definitely see with some of those three petaled flowers just closed but kind of maybe getting closer to you the closer that you kind of get to your destination ahead of you you see that there is this chain link fence and a gate the chain link fence is covered in all sorts of ivies and climbing vines and you can see that it has fallen down in areas where trees have been knocked down. You can see that the gate looks like it's been torn open. And Lark, the first thing that you spot as you kind of all turn around this corner is that the road that leads, that you're on, that leads through the gate and straight forward into this large, like, mountain that has like this tunnel this entrance way that has been like put into it and you can see that there is like a, um, a couple of very big heavy like iron looking doors that are slightly ajar although that pathway is completely clear you notice that amongst some of the high grown grasses and amongst some of the rusted out cars and the small building that's there that's kind of looks like a very small hut where only a person could maybe stand it's right close to the gate you notice that there is a lot of red amongst the greens and the yellows and the greys. You notice that there is a lot of humanoid shapes. Yep, definitely humans that are lying in the ground, partially hidden by 
cars and broken tarmac and cement and hidden by bushes. You can see, and you can probably count very, very quickly, maybe six people that are lying outside this complex. When you say there's red, did you mean in the grass? Yep, as if splashes of blood are everywhere. So it's it's like fairly fresh. Yes. Th- there's something over there. I think that's blood. And people. As you will look at the nearest body that Lark is pointing to, you see their foot twitch. Hi there, Neil here, voice of Ralph. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to the episode, and we hope you enjoy the new series here. This has certainly been a departure from the norm of what I am used to, uh, system-wise and thematically, but uh, very fun so far, so I hope that everyone is also enjoying this as much as I am. If you're familiar with any of our other work, you might notice that we are um, trying some new things here. So um, let us know if you like what we're doing. We would love to uh, hear from all of you. Big thanks to Kareem for voicing Roland and Tanya for the voice of Odie. Big thanks to some patrons here. I'm going to mess up these names, but for once, it's not your names I'm going to be messing up. It's the names that you came up with. Derps, thank you for Retep Sewell. Uh, Dice Panda for Wenzel, Fell Sorcerer for Idrain, Fortello for <laughs> Thirstelvind, and Judas Plague for Diamus. <laughs> I tried so hard. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We uh, we hope you enjoy this new series. Make sure to tell a friend about the show if you can. It helps us get the word around that we're doing this new thing. Now, here is Via and Aethor to tell you more about Quest Portal, a sponsor of the show, who we have been using to run our game here. So, V, Aethor. We're back to talk to you more about our amazing sponsor, Quest Portal. We're going to talk about the Keeper site this yep. time. And that's much more in Volley's court. V, what are the kind of features that you like about Quest Portal? I like how easy it is to make a campaign. Hit the add campaign button and from there you can set it up with specific players. You can pull in a bunch of character sheets for each of the campaigns you make. You can make character sheets for your NPCs and they are hidden from the rest of the folks. And when you roll at those oh, nice. buttons, yeah, when you roll the buttons, the players don't even see what I'm rolling. So it's really nice if I misclick or if I'm like, there's a mysterious person up a hill and they're shooting yeah. an arrow down at them I can click that and you won't even know who it is I'm rolling which is really nice you can pull as many characters into the campaigns as you want or at least so far I haven't hit the max and there's quite a lot of NPCs in the story <laughs> that actually have character sheets now yeah I've actually noticed that you are like clicking around a little bit usually you just grab the next die and throw it I've noticed you're like <laughs> it looks like you have uh, a lot more stuff going on behind the, the scenes I'm able to actually like store a lot more stuff because it's all in the same interface and it's it's not slow. It's actually pretty responsive. It responds really well and really quickly. I can have everything I need in like one interface mm-hmm. inside the campaign itself. I can have my notes, which are hidden from the players, yeah. and I can share notes with you guys. <laughs> you were so happy when you saw that you could put links in your notes to link to other oh. notes. <laughs> 
Oh, it's so nice. Actually, like like other systems I've used, like putting notes in is such a genuine hassle to move it from my Google Docs over to, uh, well, I mean, the Questport guy saw my original filing system for another podcast we do, and it was just chaos. And they've now made it to a point where I'm putting my notes, all of them on there, because I can link to like, oh, hey, here's a link to this town, which has mentioned this character's backstory and the, the notes that I give you guys. You can all edit it, edit the notes that you receive. Which is fantastic because sometimes I need to add like a little bracket where we found it or how I pronounce a certain person's name because the way of it's yep. spelled is just <laughs> not how it's pronounced. Nope. <laughs> I like the fact we have multiple scenes that we can put in there. Yeah, yeah. Could put maps in there, which are all things that you can find available within the scene setup mm-hmm. and you can upload your own ones as well. And the same with the music. You can have the music automatically running. And also fog. I've never had fog that is so easy to use. <laughs> you have a, one scene that is just a world map and you click it every time yes. we ask questions about locations. But yeah, you've blocked out like a huge mm-hmm. part of the map. And it, it 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 gives me that like video game feeling where I'm like, I need to go over there <laughs> so I can see what's under the fog of war. It's really good. It's really nice. As a GM, I mean, all the free tools that are there are It's been really, really nice to use. And I'm very happy that you're liking to use it because I don't want to... I don't want to go off the system. The system feels really... I like using Quest Portal. And if you want to find a link to Quest Portal, you can use the links that will be somewhere in the show description. And yeah, enjoy. Bye. This has been a Lighthouse Studio production. Thank you for tuning in. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.